1: Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply.
0: What is driving all of this anger coming from the global establishment? It really comes back to what the breakdown is about. Power and power shifts. The IMF has been the only game in town for distressed sovereigns since forever at this point. Bukele and El Salvador are pushing against that. They represent an alternative approach. Welcome back to The Breakdown with me, NLW. It's a daily podcast on macro, Bitcoin, and the big picture power shifts remaking our world. The Breakdown is sponsored by Nexo.io, Abra, and FTX, and produced and distributed by Coindesk. What's going on, guys? It is Wednesday, January 26th, and today we are discussing why El Salvador's battle with the IMF is bigger than Bitcoin. First up, however, if you are enjoying this show, go subscribe to it, give it five stars, leave a review, or join the Discord. The Breakers Discord is where we talk about not only the stuff going on in the show, but pretty much anything in this industry or in global politics or whatever the community wants to talk about. You can find the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly/slash breakdown pod. Finally, standard disclosure: in addition to them being a sponsor, I also work with FTX. Now, Yesterday, a headline started flying around from Twitter and the APF news agency that got the whole Bitcoin community chattering. That headline was breaking. IMF urges El Salvador to remove Bitcoin as legal tender. Bloomberg had a similar headline. The IMF's board urged El Salvador to strip Bitcoin of its status as legal tender in the country, citing risks to financial stability, financial integrity, and consumer protection. This all comes from a Tuesday report titled, IMF Executive Board Concludes 2021 Article 4 Consultation with El Salvador. A couple of the key quotes. IMF directors, quote, stress that there are large risks associated with the use of Bitcoin on financial stability, financial integrity, and consumer protection, as well as the associated fiscal contingent liabilities. Directors, quote, urge the authorities to narrow the scope of the Bitcoin law by removing Bitcoin's legal tender status. Some directors also expressed concern over the risks associated with issuing Bitcoin-backed bonds. This is not the first time the IMF has made this suggestion. They made a statement in November after a previous consultation to the same effect. And to be clear, they've gotten a lot louder since the plan for the Bitcoin bonds came up. Now let's talk a little bit about the actual numbers in El Salvador. And on the one hand, it certainly doesn't paint the picture of an economically healthy country. On the other hand, it does paint the picture of a country where the impact of Bitcoin is likely highly overstated. So, El Salvador currently has an estimated 84.4% debt to GDP ratio. The nominal GDP is forecast to be approximately 27.9 billion US dollars for 2021. The nominal government debt was 21.97 billion US dollars in 2020 and is forecast to be approximately 23.3 billion in 2021. The long-run budget deficit of the government is in a range of 1-2% of GDP, with an outlier of 9.2% for 2020. The current foreign exchange reserves held by El Salvador sit at approximately $3.34 billion USD, and this is the key part. The Bitcoin holdings of approximately 1,500 BTC that El Salvador have accumulated represent around $52 million at a Bitcoin price of 35 $88.4 million measured by the purchase price. That equates to around one5 to 2% of foreign exchange reserves. Foreign exchange reserves overall are down notably from a spike to around $4.8 billion in late 2019 and are currently sitting at similar levels to 2018. The $1 billion upcoming Bitcoin bond represents a little over one fiscal quarter of the government's typical financing when you consider that half will be committed to purchasing Bitcoin. So as I said, not necessarily a picture of a country that's doing really well economically, but the total amount of Bitcoin is, I believe, much less than most people think. Anatoly Carlin tweeted, El Salvador Bitcoin portfolio, $50 million. Foreign currency reserves, $3.5 Total nothing burger. Probably more than paid for itself just by putting El Salvador on the map as a crypto hub. Tolstoy BB, who's no fan of Bitcoin, said, Back of the napkin math says El Salvador only has 2% of total treasury reserves in Bitcoin? That's not so bad. I figured it was closer to 20%, not going to lie. This, however, has not stopped the chattering class from utter antipathy to the El Salvador Bitcoin experiment. Professor Steve Hanke told Fortune El Salvador now has the most distressed sovereign debt in the world, and it's because of the Bitcoin folly. The markets think Bukele's gone mad, and he has. A Washington Post op ed from today he trades Bitcoin naked, El Salvador is paying the price. The lead paragraph reads El Salvador, economists say, is learning the lesson the hard way. President Nayib Bukele, who dropped the mic on Twitter this month by claiming he trades his country's cash for Bitcoin on his phone while naked, oversaw the cryptocurrency's adoption as legal tender three and a half months ago. Since then, its plunging value, the vice president of Moody's credit rating agency estimates, has cost the national treasury up to $22 million worth of precious reserves. The country's bonds have tanked. Fears of diminished financial transparency, meanwhile, has stalled a vital loan deal with the International Monetary Fund, which urged El Salvador on Tuesday to drop Bitcoin as legal tender. Now, a couple things I'll just pause here and say, can we talk about what the counterfactual article would say if Bitcoin had instead doubled? Would Bukele be held up as a hero for the bet he made? Seems unlikely, but I think it's worth asking. Second, I do always have to laugh a little bit about this fears of diminished financial transparency, given how natively and inherently transparent Bitcoin is. But again, neither here
1: nor there. At nexo.io. Today's episode is sponsored by Abra. Join over 1 million users and conquer crypto with Abra, an all-in-one, simple and secure app where you can trade over 110 cryptocurrencies, get zero percent interest loans using your crypto as collateral, and earn interest with up to 14% APY on stablecoins and 8.15% APY on Bitcoin visit abra.com or download the app from the google play or apple app store today abra conquer crypto the breakdown is sponsored by ftx ftx is the safe regulated way to buy and sell bitcoin and other digital assets trade crypto with up to 85 percent lower fees than top competitors ftx us is also the only leading exchange that supports both ethereum and solana nfts You can trade NFTs with no gas on FTX US, and gas is subsidized when you withdraw off the platform. Help support the breakdown and visit FTX.US today. That's FTX.US. So what is
0: driving all of this anger coming from the global establishment? And it really comes back to what the breakdown is about, or what I say it's about, right? Power and power shifts. The IMF has been the only game in town for distressed sovereigns since forever at this point. Bukele and El Salvador are pushing against that. They represent an alternative approach. And you kind of have to put yourself in their shoes. The international community in the IMF is more or less seen in that part of the world as a with friends like these, who needs enemies kind of situation. Now again, to hear that establishment, they're saying that El Salvador is going to default. But the notion that a 25 or even 50% decrease on the value of 2% of El Salvador's foreign exchange reserves is going to cause a default is, on the face of it, absurd. So the question becomes, what is this all about? Why is the IMF so concerned? There are a couple of clear possibilities. The first is losing standing as an institution. The IMF has been a central pillar of the global monetary order for many, many decades now. But if a country like El Salvador could go rogue, why would others accept the IMF's terms? Why would they accept the IMF's leadership? That relates, of course, to the other possibility, which is a fear of dominoes. In other words, what happens if bigger and bigger markets try to get out of the IMF's sphere of influence? What if it's not El Salvador next, but Brazil? Does that have the potential to undermine in a more fundamental way the system that has existed and operated for the last several decades. Let's turn to see what the community thinks, and it basically follows these lines. Will Clemente writes, IMF worried other countries will follow El Salvador, quite bullish that they take Bitcoin that seriously, and are worried about the domino effect of nation-state adoption. Edward Snowden writes, Someone sounds nervous. Eric Weiss of Blockchain Investment Group says, Clearly the IMF is feeling threatened that El Salvador has given their citizens the option of using Bitcoin or USD as legal tender options equal freedom. Byzantine General writes, lots of people give him shit, I understand why, but Moody's is as corrupt as it gets and the IMF is as corrupt as it gets. I think it's commendable that this guy basically tells the whole system to go F off because he doesn't want to sing to their rotten tune. Finally, there's Macroscope, who writes, there it is, out in the open now, brings to mind the saying, judge a man by the enemies he makes. Everyone who cares about the success of Bitcoin and the ecosystem should do what they can to support El Salvador right now. Tourism, investment, etc. I plan to visit in 2022. Now, on top of that, there are also the assorted jokes at the headline: IMF says stop accepting Bitcoin as legal tender. Blockbuster urges Netflix to remove movies from the internet. Kodak urges Apple to remove cameras from their iPhones. Xerox urges internet to remove itself. There's also a more specific consideration: is the IMF in particular worried about its SDR, a type of international reserve asset that was created by the IMF in the late 60s? Carson BKK wrote, Bitcoin's liquidity is way higher than the IMF XDR liquidity, special drawing rights. Bitcoin even overcame legal hurdles in El Salvador, XDR didn't. No wonder they are freaking out about Bitcoin being legal tender and that El Salvador issues a Bitcoin bond. SDR is top-down forced-upon-us reserve asset. Bitcoin is a grassroots movement creating a reserve currency. It must hurt them to watch us. To me, all of this feels like a very grand narrative competition. And frankly, I sort of think that regardless of what one feels about El Salvador or Bukele, it's good, it's important even, to have these international institutions tested. How unfathomably brittle would the IMF have to be for this to be the thing that takes them down? Whatever our international institutions are, be they centralized forces or bottoms-up decentralized forces, they need fundamentally to be resilient. There's going to be a lot more to watch here. I don't think this is the end Of the IMF El Salvador conversation. But before we leave, a couple more smaller ones. Reports are that the Biden administration is planning to release an executive order on crypto as early as February. Bloomberg is reporting, citing unnamed sources, they say that senior officials have held multiple meetings, that this executive order would put the White House at the center of efforts, and that it's meant to reduce the current scattershot agency by agency approach. The memo would detail economic, regulatory, and national security challenges posed by crypto. It would call for reports from various agencies due the second half of this year. It would also create a carve-out for a huge variety of agencies, from State Department to Commerce. And it's not just about fear. Some of the tasks that will be assigned will be meant to ensure that the U.S. remains competitive on digital assets. Finally, it will likely discuss CBDCs but not take a firm stance. My take is that right now, at this point, the more the U.S. government's starting position on crypto is in the public and articulated, the better. Agencies jockeying for position does not work. It is unsustainable and must come to an end. Which is why I think this is generally positive, even if there's a fairly good chance it starts negative. We might not like what we see in the Biden executive order, but at least it will be a starting point that provides some amount of clarity. Next, it's the end of an era. Bloomberg writes Mark Zuckerberg's stablecoin ambitions unravel with DM sale talks. Long story short, Facebook's Libra, which then became Meta's DM, is trying to sell off its assets. The new bit of color we got from the story is that apparently Facebook had been working with Silvergate Bank to be the issuer of the DM stablecoin, but after a long back and forth, the Federal Reserve told Silvergate last summer that they were not comfortable with the plan. That would correspond with when senior leadership of DM started to leave, and I think an important thing to remember here is that the plight of DM or Libra has always been as much, if not more, about it coming from Facebook than about it being a stablecoin. There are still many battles to be had around stablecoins, but Facebook will not be a part of them. Finally, some relief insight. You've probably noticed that crypto has stopped hemorrhaging, and the S and P 500 is rebounded from the low. Why? Well, it's earnings week, and there are positive signals from the beleaguered tech sector. Microsoft said its cloud business could drive growth. Texas Instruments said demand for electronics components remain high. And there's generally some optimism going into a Fed meeting statement that will be released at 2 p.m. Tom Essay, a former Merrill Lynch trader who founded The Sevens Report, writes, Markets have priced in a much more hawkish Fed, so there's opportunity for a not-as-bad-as-feared relief rally like we saw out of Powell's testimony, even if the Fed telegraphs a March rate hike. But inflation remains high and Fed rhetoric has been hawkish, so while not as likely as a dovish surprise, we can't rule out a hawkish outcome either. Either way, we'll know later this afternoon, and I will share what we learned tomorrow. I want to thank my sponsors again, Nexo.io, Abra, and FTX for supporting the show, and you guys for listening. Until tomorrow, be safe and take care of each other. Peace.